Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to Awaken Agile with Jordan and Adam. Today, we're talking a bit more about empiricism and delving deeper into that. We hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? I'm um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty That's good. That's good. That's good. I am. I'm okay. I'm tired. It's been a long week, but that's okay. I'm here now. It's and it's the weekend. It's the but weekend. More importantly, we're live. We're on the podcast, so that's probably you know. Did, did you say that to remind me? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll try not to say anything wrong or swear or <laughs> reveal any deep dark secrets. Is that okay? That's definitely fine by me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got a you've got a you've got a check-in question for us. Yes. What would your dream day look like? That's day, not date. Yeah. Because we're both happily married. Yes. Men. Yes, mm. indeed. Oh gosh, I'm so happy I don't have to date anymore. What an effort. <laughs> Honestly, what an effort. Like marriage is it's it's not easier. But it's at know. least I don't have to date. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. It's it's like trying to think of uh, Christmas presents for people. You know, yeah, you, yeah. You, where Creative do we go and- on the day? How do we, yeah? What do we? Yeah, yeah. That's that's hard. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. That's that's hard. Good luck to all those people out there who are dating. Oh yeah, good luck. And we're not in the. We're not going to provide advice either. <laughs> no, we won't provide on. advice. I'm not going to provide advice no. on any of that. No. Um, my perfect day is going down to Dad's farm. Uh, no, it's waking up. So staying the night, waking up at Dad's farm. You got the um, dew on the grass. It's not, it's just the 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 silence is so loud. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're just so far away from noise. It's just incredible. I love it. Mm. Mm. And just walking up and down the property with dad, the, the dogs, and maybe we'll do some target practice with some rifles. I don't know, feed the alpacas, dogs chasing each other around, just and you're just relaxing. It's lovely. Mm. Mm. Fire at night. Yeah, yeah. A few fire years at night. around the fire. Yeah. Dad doesn't have a heater in the house. He's got an old school fireplace as well. Oh, there. Okay. So, nice. um, it's quite nice. It's very mm. authentic. Mm. Um, chopping wood. Yeah. How about yours? When I when I uh, thought about this, I was thinking about a work day. So it's usually um, up early for exercise, get out and have a walk, uh, a fresh coffee. All the meetings are done early, have enough time to just clear out the email inbox, get everything done out of the way, and then some free space for the rest of the day to either think or catch up on some strategizing work. You know, that's that's probably the perfect day. If um, And just have space for people who need you. You yeah. might get pinged, you know, can you help me with this? Or I've got a question or blah, blah, blah. And if you've got that, that free time, that free space, mm. yeah, you can jump in and help straight away. Um, yeah. I find if, if, you know, there's meetings scheduled at the end of the day, by the end of the day, I'm, I'm out of energy and 
those meetings aren't effective or as effective as they could be if they're in the morning. I was right there with you. Mm. I like that. I like that. I think that's excellent. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but if it was, if I had a day to myself, uh, it'd be a lot like yours. It'd be, you know, get in the outdoors, most favourite place in the world. And one, one of my guys is going up there this weekend, I think is bright. Northeast Hi. Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Get up early, uh, crisp, fresh. In the, it's at the foothills of the mountains. So nice, crisp, fresh air. Get out, mm-hmm. go for a run or a ride, um, ride up the mountain, you know, go into town, grab a coffee, some breakfast, and just walk around town all day. Mm. Nowhere to go, nothing to do. Just let Yeah, nowhere to go, day. nothing to do. It's probably a market day. So they're having like a, a farmer's market type yeah, thing. Nice. Pick up some fresh produce for dinner and cook that. And sit around the fire drinking red wine till all hours. I think I might take the day off today. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. Um. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who's, yeah, they're currently on a treadmill. Yeah, Good luck don't with fall your asleep. Exercise. <laughs> don't fall asleep. <laughs> don't, you hear the sounds of people going thwack. <laughs> Treadmill. <laughs> oh, no. That's great. <laughs> well, shall we get into it? Let's get into it. Let's do it. Oh, cool. Well, I'm excited about this because I don't think it gets spoken of enough, Adam. So, we're going to talk about empiricism. Uh, we're going to go into a specific example of empiricism and how it's applied in our scrum teams. Uh, but first, let's talk about what is empiricism and why we have it in scrum. Uh, I've got the Google definition up here. Would you like me okay. to fire away? Yes, pl- please, because because I don't. <laughs> uh, so, empiricism. In philosophy, empiricism is a theory that states that knowledge comes only or primary, sorry, primarily from sensory experience. It is one of several views of epistemology, along with rationalism and scepticism. Empiricism emphasizes the role of empirical evidence in the formation of ideas rather than innate ideas or traditions. Okay. So, so would, what would you f- like to translate that? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's out there going, what the f- does that mean? Yeah. Um, so, that means you use your, it's a scientific method, your recent history to predict your future so you're actually running experiments see how that experiment works and if it works well you go you can go forward uh, to predict how things will happen in the future well that that's the, that's the scrum method is after every couple of weeks we sit down and reflect and go how did that go how did that experiment over the last two weeks go and we change and adapt to improve going forward empiricism yep. And there's there's three pillars. Do you want to mention the pillars? Yeah, do you sure. Want me to do it. Yep, I can mention them. Yep. Transparency, inspection, and adaption. The work needs to be transparent, or and the team needs to be transparent in everything that's happening. Uh, show the warts. Show show the things that aren't going so well, uh, along with the things that are, and that way you can inspect those things and learn. And once you have inspected and um, derived insights, is that a is that a word? Derived. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think we need English lessons with Awaken Agile. Yeah, Friday mornings, hard to English. Yeah. Once you've derived insights from inspecting, then you adapt. So then you add improvements into your sprints and um, retro action items, or you just learn from something and, and adapt and adapt it to your team. Those are the three pillars of empiricism for Scrum. So what does that mean for Scrum then? What, what's, what's a good example? What, what's, the, what's the most practical example that empiricism is used in Scrum then? Okay, I think there's a lot of things. <laughs> okay. um, so you've got a wall where you've got your work that's visible uh, or you might be using a tool to make your work visible so everyone knows what's going on at any point in time. That's, that's transparency. Yeah. At the end, oh, it, it, every day you have a, a short meeting to catch up and plan the day. At the end of the sprint, you uh, reflect on everything that got done and then show your customer what, what you did. That's inspecting. And then you reflect on all of that and say, well, okay, how can we improve for the next time? And that's adaptation, but you're also adapting every day as well. Mm. If, if there's a something that's blocking you or you need to get in touch with the stakeholder and they're not getting in touch with you, so you need to, you need to fix that, that. You need to adapt as well. Maybe that, that person isn't available, so you need to do something else in the meantime. Okay, so we need to adapt. So you're constantly being transparent about everything that's going on, any any blockers or issues, challenges, uh, as well as the, what, what you're actually doing, the work, constantly inspecting it to see how we're going and constantly making decisions about how to adapt and change. Uh, and that's the empirical model. I'd like to reframe my question. Okay. Did I, did I answer it wrong? No, you did. I just asked it incorrectly. Okay. <laughs> um What's a good example of where empiricism is not used and should be used in Scrum? Oh, man. Yeah, you didn't answer it. You didn't ask it properly. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when, you, when you're not being empirical or we're not using... Mm-hmm. What's, oh, the common, any, what's the common pain point? Yeah. Any, okay, so a team loads up their sprint with too much work mm. and they can't finish it, but they constantly do that over and over and over again. Or, you know, the old adage of mad, uh, the definition of madness is repeating things over and over again and not adapting or not changing. Hoping something will change. Yeah. Hoping something will just be different and everything will be okay again. Loading up sprint with too much work and never getting it done. Yep. You can, you can reflect to the team in sprint planning. You can say, hey, last, uh, last sprint we committed to 60 points and we only achieved half that. And now we have 60 points in the sprint and nothing has really changed in terms of capacity. It's going to be a pretty similar sprint. What makes us think that we're going to be twice as productive than last sprint? <laughs> you know, asking, asking open questions or, or, or pretty simple questions like that um, should be able to help the team reflect a little bit. But yeah, to your point, generally sprint after sprint, we, um, is it wishful thinking? Is it... Uh, is it the feeling that everything is as important as the next thing? Uh, yeah, inability to prioritise, uh, analysis paralysis. They could just be really dedicated to getting a lot of their work done. They've just got a, mm. a high sense of, no, 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 we, we, can, we can do this. Come on, guys. Yep. But they can't. They can't. That should change. It needs to be a change. It needs to be a circuit break there. Yeah. So, yeah. 
gather your, your metrics and your data to reveal the system to, to itself, bring it up in retro, do a retro around it and see if the team, you know, see how you can influence the team to, to try to change it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So here's going a bit deeper then. Here's another question. If all the work needs to get done. So generally Scrum, you should be uh, releasing something to the customer every sprint. Um, mm-hmm. Scrum teams and organizations that aren't, and we've talked about this a lot, where some teams aren't, 100% Scrum, but we're adopting the Scrum framework. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're not delivering something to the customer every sprint mm-hmm. and the scope can't be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. So, all the work needs to get done eventually. Mm-hmm. So, it's essentially almost mm-hmm. a waterfall. So, all the work needs to get done. So, we load up the sprint irrespective of what we can achieve because it all needs to get done eventually anyway. It's mm-hmm. a matter of prioritization. Is Scrum the best framework or would you recommend considering something like Kanban? If the work is complex discovery type work, I would probably try to stick with Scrum. If the work is repetitive, we, we do the same thing uh, over and over again. I, I'd, I'd probably suggest change it up and do try a bit of Kanban mm. method and try and increase flow rather than trying to get to a point where we um, show off something every every couple of weeks. Yeah. Increase the flow out the door uh, and improve that way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think sometimes we do Scrum not fully understanding why why we're doing Scrum. Oh, oh yeah. Organisations will say, yeah, we're going agile. You need to do Scrum. Yeah. Uh, appoint a product owner, appoint a Scrum master. Yeah. And here's a couple of days of training, if you're lucky, and then off you go. Now you're agile. Yeah, we 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 use uh, Kanban as a tool within within Scrum, um, but we don't get the training so much on it, and we're not we haven't lived and breathed Toyota to understand the system. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and maybe you're a Scrum master and you're you're a servant leader, and you go out and you buy a book on Kanban. You go, hey guys, why don't we try this thing? but not everyone's that self-starting. Anything else? No. Anything else from you? No. No, I think that's good. I think it's a it's a high-level uh, high high level observation of empiricism in teams. Yeah. Do you want a joke? Um, is this your carryover joke? No. Okay. Then, yes. It's a different joke. Okay. It's a Star Wars joke. Okay. Yeah. Did you know that Yoda's last name was Leahy Who? Um. Lay he who, he who lay. No, no. Okay, no, I didn't. No. Say his first name and last name together. Yoda, lay he who. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. <laughs> there you go. Oh, very good. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's let's keep it moving. So. Great. So, as a summary, very high-level summary, we could spend a whole episode on empiricism going into the crux of it. But at a high level, learning from previous experience is empiricism and applying that. And we do that through transparency, inspection, and adaption, help your team understand that, and that's empiricism. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, is it time for the mailbag? It, it is. I appreciated the first sound effect you did. <laughs> Last last week, mm-hmm. um, the second I, I did not so much. Okay, so can do you, you want, do, do you want to keep it the same, or do you want me to find a new one again? Can you do, do it? Do... Okay, is that was that? Okay, 
Something like that. It's always something like that. Do you want me to keep that, or yeah. do you want me to do a different sound every week? We can no, do. No, I, I want that one. An elephant farting or something. <laughs> no. You don't want All right. That? Okay. All right. Let's move, let's let's move on. <laughs> Just amusing myself. <laughs> Great. So we've got a question uh, from Jess. You can email us your questions at awakenagile@gmail.com, and this one is uh, about people who want to uh, be a servant leader in a team and they're not necessarily a scrum master or PO. So let me read it out. So uh, how can squad members in an agile or scrum environment develop servant leadership skills if they're not in a scrum or PO role without stepping on toes? Mm, Good question. Thank you, Jess. Uh, I guess it depends on your definition of what a servant leader is. Okay. What's your definition? How can Uh, mine's pretty, mine's pretty simple. We just want to help. We've got no politics. We we just want to help. We want the team to get better. We want individuals to get better. We want people to improve, reach their goals. And then the team takes all the credit and you sit back in the shadows. And when the team gets the credit, you're like, yeah, that, 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 that's a great day. You don't want the accolades. You don't, you know, that to me, yes. that's, yes. A, that's a servant leader. You're, you're there uh, making sure that everything's ticking along for the team so that they don't have any bumps in their road. Mm. How do you learn those skills? By being empowered and having a go. Yeah. I think as a scrummer, if someone comes to me in the team as a scrummer and says, hey, can I help? Can I facilitate a couple of sessions or can I uh, can I run that stand-up for you? Or I see you've got some leave coming up. Can I, can I you know, facilitate the stand-up? So I'm like, absolutely you can (laughs) let me help you let me train you let me coach you let me give you all the tools you need you know same for the product and the product owner should be doing this you know can i someone comes to you and says uh you know i want to learn some things can i help you with backlog refinement or you know whatever that's gold Mm -hmm. (laughs) you bottle that stuff and run with it because it means that not only is that person growing, but then you maybe might free up some of your time to speak to another customer or uh, go and work on that organisational impediment that's been blocking the team. Put your hand up to help. Yeah, and and it's as as scrum masters or agile coaches or even servant leaders, it's in our DNA to want to help people, and and we shouldn't be aiming to take credit for things. Um, although it is a nice thing to get credit for. Like you said, it's the team that should take credit for achieving something great and you should feel so good, <laughs> is a good word to use, by seeing the team succeed and achieve something. And um, and if someone comes to you and, and wants to learn, I love that. I love empowering someone to do that and sharing what I know. This is why we're on this podcast. <laughs> we just want to share our knowledge um, and, and learn off each other and, and learn off other people. So, yeah, I suppose then the person that wants to be a servant leader in the team um, I really hope they have scrum a scrum master or a PO or both uh, that aren't too selfish in that aspect and don't want to hold too many things close to their chest that they can hand off things to empower others. If they can't do that, then I'm a bit worried about the team. Yeah, you want to help the team not be as reliant on you. Mm, absolutely. Help them help themselves. So does that answer the question? I hope it does. I think it does. Mm, let Very us know, good. Jess. Yeah. Yep. Let us know. And if there are uh, anyone else out there who's listening uh, who has other ways in which they can empower people in the team to pick up servant leadership skills, let us know. Flick us an email. And then we might leave it there. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch you next week.
Thanks, everyone, for listening. We hope you got something out of that. As always, you can contact us on LinkedIn or our email address is awakenagile.gmail.com. Shoot us your questions or topics you want us to talk about. Also, check out our YouTube channel. We've got a few, few videos up there now, and we plan to release a couple every week. Short little videos teaching about Agile, Scrum, leadership, all that. If there's anything you want us to put up there, please let us know. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. Have you got a run? No. <laughs> Good morning. It's Friday morning. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just stuffing around. Um, <laughs> this is serious, Adam. This is serious. <sighs> Keep it professional, sir. Bam. No. One more. Try it. Try it. Do it better. Do it better. <laughs> just do it better. Yeah. Was that better? I think so. <laughs> you know, I'm not even, I'm not even convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Are you going to try again? Third time's a charm? Oh, okay. So it wasn't better. I'm deflated. Inflate yourself. <laughs> Inflate. <laughs> Boom. That's it. That's it, Adam. That's the one. Thanks. I'm glad I pushed you. <laughs>